It's a good day. I mean it's good. Thank you, Matt. Don't the band sound good? They're going to do double duty today, I hear. Uh, guys, we're in part six. If you want to get out your outlines of, of this, a faith that doesn't work or a faith that works when, when life don't, uh, it's a series that, that I'm kind of teaching and going through that, that's designed to encourage and uh, uh, give you some practical principles through this uh, pandemic, this crisis, this virus, this whatever you want to call it. They're going to help you control the controllable things in your life and, 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 and to trust God what you can't control. Amen? We're studying the book of James during this time, and I will ask you to stick with me. Stay with me. And uh, there's been some, uh, what I've noticed is there's been some major outbursts, and we'll call them irritabilities, during this pandemic, isn't there? Probably some happening in our homes, wouldn't you think? We're not posting those on Facebook, the ones inside our homes. We only post the good pictures. But today I want to look at where anger comes from. So you'll be able to see it in yourself and and, and maybe somebody else. But then I want to look at some practical steps from God's word on how to reduce the level of anger in yourself and in others. This is an important lesson. Have you been feeling a little short-tempered lately? Anybody? Yeah, we're anxious about some things. You know, you know, it's it's normal. I want to tell you it's normal. Amen? I noticed some of the ladies were nudging their husbands. There's probably lots of things to be angry about right now. How to work. Kids are at home. You're not sure if they're going to school or they are going to school. Not sure what we're going to do with them. You've been quarantined. And then to really get angry, all you got to do is watch the news. That's why I quit watching it. You might say I'm uninformed, but I'm not mad. Amen. <laughs> this series is to help us cope with the emotional stress and, and everything that's going on during this, this pandemic. Today we're going to look at what the Bible says about anger. And, and I kind of titled this, How to Stay Calm in a Crisis. How to stay calm in a conflict. Anger may be the most misunderstood and mismanaged emotion. So I got news for you. Not all anger is sin. Not all anger is sin. Sometimes the, the most uh, appropriate response to a situation is anger. Sometimes anger is an expression of love. Did y'all know that? Yeah. You, you, you know, anger has its place. But there is such a thing as sinful anger. Unrighteous anger. 
And we got to learn how to control our anger and, and to use it wisely and appropriately. Amen? Got to learn how to do that. We got to learn how to use anger righteously. Because mismanaged anger is a sin. But managed anger is an asset. The problem really isn't anger as much as it is inappropriate expression of anger. Amen? Does that make any sense? That's, that's the really, you know, typically we got one of two extremes. We either blow up or we clam up. You're either a mute or you're a, a, a maniac. You either stew or you spew. You're either a skunk or you're a turtle. Let me tell you something. Usually, y'all marry the other. Skunks just about always marry turtles. Turtles just about always marry skunks. Amen? Ooh, I'm the skunk in our relationship. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I'm the skunk. I ain't ashamed that I'm a skunk. I'm ashamed that some things happen when I blow my smell everywhere. Amen? But I'm a skunk. But before we get started, I want to give you all some, some statistics that I learned this week. Men lose their temper more often than women. Can't, somebody said, all the women said, amen. <laughs> amen. Y'all didn't need me to tell you that, did you? Women lose their temper on the average of three times a week. A week. If it's more than that, there may be some chemical problems or something. <laughs> Men lose their temper an average of six times a week. Did y'all know that? Double, double. Typically, women get angry at people. Men get angry at things. Am I right? We tear stuff up, you know, we just... Throwing hammers and stuff. We, we get mad at stuff. Women get mad at people. If something breaks down, it's on like Donkey Kong at my house. Don't let me get on the lawnmower with a flat tire. And guess this, guess what this? Single adults express, express anger twice as much as married adults. Y'all know that? There's a little something, something for you. You think you know everything. <laughs> Express anger twice as much. Now, men are more physical with their anger than women. Also, we both are more likely to express anger at home than anywhere else. I didn't have to tell you that, did I? At home. You know, and I'm going to tell you something about, about marriages. Successful marriages are not those where anger and conflict doesn't exist. A successful marriage is where they have learned 
to manage their anger. Amen? Because to, to, to manage anger produces great marriages. Learning to manage anger produces great relationships. To manage anger produces great businesses. To manage anger produces great leaders. So how do I grow a faith that keeps me calm in a crisis and conflict? I'm going to give you six steps. Six steps. The first thing we have to do is this. Write this down. We got to realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. We got to realize the cost of uncontrolled anger. We're less likely to get angry if we remember there's a cost for uncontrolled anger. There's a cost. I'm telling you something. Uncontrolled anger is very, very expensive. It costs our relationships. It costs us money when we tear up things, man. When we break stuff. Proverbs 29, 22 says, A hot-tempered man gets into all kinds of trouble. Amen. Proverbs 15, 18 says, hot tempers cause arguments. Is that true? Proverbs 14, 29, anger causes mistakes. When I'm angry, I don't do nothing right. We hardly do anything right. Proverbs 14, 17 says, people with hot tempers do foolish things. Man told me one time in the military, he says, you always lose when you lose your temper. You always lose when you lose your temper. You lose respect. You lose love. You lose family members. You could lose your job. And I'm going to tell you something. You can lose your health. You can lose your health. Parents, listen to this in 11.9. The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. Uncontrolled anger is going to cost you. It's going to cost you. So we, before we get it, before we let it take over us, remember it's going to cost you. The second thing is this. This is the second step uh, uh, to, to how to stay calm. Resolve to manage it. We got today, August 2nd, 2020, JT's birthday. We're going to resolve to manage it. Amen. What does that mean? It's a deliberate choice. We got to make a choice today that we're going to resolve our anger. So I got to ask you, are you tired of hurting yourself? Are you tired of hurting other people with your anger? You got to say, I'm choosing to change it with God's help. I resolve to manage it. Here's what I want you to say. Quit saying that, that you can't control your temper. And you got to start realizing that you can. You can. Stop making excuses and accept responsibility for your reactions. Let me tell you something, guys, ladies. You're choosing to get angry. You're choosing to get angry. 
you have a lot more control than you want to admit about your anger than any other emotion. Than any other emotion. Just try it out. Next time, you, next time you're angry, I want your spouse to call me and say, call the house. We're in a fight. Because you're going to answer You'll be fighting, cussing one another out, calling each other everything but your birth name, phone rings, hello. <laughs> you choose it. You choose it. I told you, I've been out here in the parking lot before. I can see y'all coming up the aisle there. I'm not blind. I'm not blind. I'm losing my hair, but I can see. I got eyes like a falcon. I see y'all just talk. Just, you can, it's not, you're not waving at one another. You, you're fussing and carrying on, and, and then you see me, you know, how you doing, Pastor Jim? Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's your choice. It's your choice. You have to resolve today to manage your anger. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A fool gives full vent to his anger, but a wise man keeps himself under control. Anger is controllable. You choose to be angry. And I'm going to tell you something else. You say, well, she just makes me so mad. He just makes me, he knows every button to push. Nobody can control your emotions without your permission. Not without your permission. Nothing can make me mad. It's my choice to get mad. So we got to resolve to decide in advance to manage our anger. we got to know our weaknesses. Work on them before it happens. We can't resolve in the heat of the moment. Y'all know what I'm saying? In the heat of the moment, you're done. You can't control it. Here's the third step. Reflect. Reflect. Before reacting, reflect before, think before you speak. Don't respond impulsively. What's that mean? Just be quiet. Pause. James 1 19 and 20. This is, I, I told y'all to get a memory verse last week, and I, some of you sent me pictures of your, your cards. I want you to memorize this one this week. I'm going to sign you one. James 1 19 through 20. My dear brothers and sisters, always be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry because human anger will never bring out the righteous life that God desires. Amen? I want you to memorize that this week. You just cut it right out of there. You can, you can write it down. But this verse is, 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 is packed. What this tells me is, is if we're going to claim to be followers of Christ, then we need to act the same way that Jesus Christ does. You see, our behavior is determined, uh, is determined by our beliefs. Y'all get it? So if we believe in Jesus Christ, then we're to act like him. I'm going to say that again. Our behavior is determined by our beliefs. James is trying to 
to move us from our identity in Christ to our activity in the world. We always say our identity is in Christ. Well, then what's your activity look like? He's trying to move our belief to behavior. If you claim to be a follower of Christ, what's your behavior look like? James gives us three action steps in this passage. Fill them in real quick. The first one, he says, and, and on this how to reflect before reacting, is be quick to listen. Be quick to listen. I'm telling you, if you want to defuse someone and, and it, that's in their anger, just calmly listen to them. Just listen to them. You want to defuse some anger? Use your ears. Use your ears. I'm going to tell you something, guys. Being listened to calms folks down. It makes someone more angry if they don't feel like nobody's listening. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It makes them more angry. And when you're angry, don't talk first. Listen first. You know, don't be so quick to get your point across. Listening calms people down. And I'm going to tell you, this is my pet peeve, and I know my wife's just going to say, you just threw that in. Don't interrupt. Interrupting is my pet peeve. But you know what interrupting is? It's just saying, my thought's more important than your thought. My thought is more important than your thought. What I have to say is way more important than what you have to say. Amen? Be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. So anger control is basically a matter of mouth control. <laughs> Would you say that? It's mouth control. And I got some work to do in this. Anger management starts with watching your words. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A stupid man gives free reign to his anger. A wise man waits and lets it grow cool. Guys, the more I understand my anger, the more understanding I'll be. Not just my anger, but also other people. I'll be able to understand them a little more. Last one, be slow to get angry. This will be automatic if you do the first steps, two steps. You'll be slow to get angry. That just means delay your response. Analyze it. And kind of try to understand your anger. Proverbs 19, 11 says, a man's wisdom gives him patience. A man's wisdom. Like I said, the more I understand my anger, the more understanding that I will be. How do you do this? You ask three, you ask yourself three questions real quick before you lose your temper. You ask yourself, why am I angry? Is it because I'm hurt, frustrated, or, 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 or fearful? Then you ask yourself, what do I really want? These are three good, quick questions you ask yourself. Then you say, how can I get it? Well, I want to tell you something, blowing up is rarely the best way to get it. 
Amen. It's to get anything. Reflecting before reacting. Then you can identify the cause. Like I said, there's three typical reasons that you get angry. And I get angry. Y'all remember what I said they were? Hurt, frustration, and fear. You know, also, let me throw in some little extra ones here. The more you need to control, the angrier you're going to get. Woo-hoo. What I'm saying is, is high control equals high anger. That was me. That was me. I finally had to come to grips with that. I finally realized I'm not in control of anything. And the more I let control of, I don't want in control of anything. And I'm going to tell you what else happens here, too. This is before I figured out who I am. Anger and insecurity go together. Talk to me. Anger and insecurity go together. The more insecure I feel, the more angry I'm going to get. Amen? While you're reflecting, Psalm 141.3, pray this. Lord, help me control my tongue. Help me to be careful about what I say. Help me to be careful. Just reflect on that verse. Do you know what the number one cause of reacting before you reflect is? Alcohol. Number one cause of reacting before you're reflecting. Proverbs 21, drinking too much makes you loud and foolish. It is stupid to get drunk. It is stupid to get drunk. I knew Jim was old school. It makes you loud and foolish. It says it is stupid to get drunk. You notice it didn't say... It is so smart to get inebriated. (laughs) Number four, release my anger appropriately. Like I said, the problem is not anger. It's the inappropriate release of it. Ephesians 4.26 says, if you become angry, don't let your anger lead you into sin. So you can get angry and not sin. Yeah. Don't let anger lead me to sin. There's a right way and a wrong way to express anger. There's appropriate and inappropriate. It's how we release it. It's the issue. If you release it the wrong way, the hurt's still there. If you release it the wrong way, the frustration is still there. It's not resolved. And guess what? You're still afraid if you release it the wrong way. I'm going to tell you something. Research shows that anger produces anger. Aggression produces aggression. There's, you, you've heard people say, I just had to get it out. I just had to get it out. Well, surveys show, and studies have shown, I should say, that there's no reduction. You can get it out all you want to. You're just making excuses to tear stuff up and to hurt people. Proverbs 15.1 says, a gentle answer quiets anger, but a harsh one 
stirs it up. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you give a gentle answer, it's going to quiet in your own soul. Your own soul. Talk softer and your anger goes down. You know what I'm saying? The best way is not to suppress it. Which just means to store it up inside. And don't repress it because then all you're all you're doing 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 there is just denying that you're mad. And that'll just lead to depression. And don't express it. We express it with lots of different ways, don't we? Sarcasm, manipulation, pout. Some folks pout. I'm gonna tell you what, it gets on my nerves. Pout just that's my button that I push too, pout. Some folks attack. All those are inappropriate. The best way is to confess it. Just admit it. It's the right way. I'm angry. I'm angry right now. I'm mad. I'm just tore up from the floor up. And then admit the causes. Is it fear? You know, is it frustration? Is it hurt? Just confess it. Fifth step is this, repattern my mind. We talked about this for three months. It's repentance. Repattern my mind. This is the key to permanent long-term change. Learn to think in a new way. The way, you, the way you express your anger right now, listen here, guy. The way you, that won't stay up anyway. The way you express your anger right now is a learned response. Is a learned response. Somebody modeled it to you. And you learned it. Well, here's some good news. If it's a learned response, it can be unlearned. Y'all know what I'm talking about? See, I was taught that, that the way I expressed anger. But it was wrong. It was modeled before me that way. It was wrong. We got to unlearn it. Romans 12, 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Repattern your mind for anger management. You act angry because you feel angry. You feel angry because you're thinking angry thoughts. So we got to change the way we think. If you're going to break the chain of anger, you got to change the way you think. And I tell you, you ever notice this? You ever notice that anger's contagious? Anger's contagious. You know, we got an empty nest syndrome at the house now. So I can come in, and if I'm angry, Angie can be just in a great mood. But pretty soon, if I'm angry, she is too. Not only was I messed up, I messed her day up. You ever done that to somebody? Anger is contagious. Proverbs 22, 24 says, Keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them. Amen? Amen. 
Keep away from them or you're going to be just like them. You're going to be just like them. Anger can infect others. Out of control anger is hurting. We got some shameful secrets in America. 2019, four million wives were beaten by angry husbands. Did y'all know that? Four million. Those are just ones reported. In 2019, 10 million children were beaten severely by parents who simply didn't know how to control their anger. Not bad people. Let me, I know you're thinking I'm bad for saying that. These aren't inherently bad people. They just don't know how to express their anger. Proverbs 11:29. If you exploit or abuse your family, you'll end up with a fistful of air. That means you'll end up with nothing. They'll be gone. Colossians 3:19 says, "You husbands must love your wives and never treat them harshly." If this is going on in your family, stop it. Stop it now. Today. JT's birthday. August 2nd, 2020. I'm plugging you every chance I get, JT. August 2nd. Stop it now. Stop treating your wife harshly. How do we do that? Last step. Ask God to fill me with his love. Oh, this is it right here. Ask God to fill me with his love. This is the real secret of God's power to change you from an angry person into a peaceful, composed, calm person. Fill me with your love. 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Love is not easily angered. If you're filled with God's love, almost nothing can upset you. If you're filled with anger, almost everything can upset you. Y'all get that? Anything and everything. I look at look back at some of the stuff that I got angry about and pitched a fit, punched holes in walls and everything else. Cost me money to get them fixed. It was over stupid stuff. Silly stuff. Romans 15, 5. Patience and encouragement come from God. I pray God will help you all agree with each other the way that Christ Jesus wants. Filled with God. Filled with God. Your relationship to Christ will determine how patient you are. It will determine. Your relationship will determine how well that you master the anger in your life. You can change. I'm a testimony. You can change. With God and his love on the inside, you can change. And I'm going to tell you something. It's kind of like toothpaste. Whatever's on the inside of you is going to come out when it's squeezed. It's going to come out. When the pressure's on, and because I'm going to tell you something, tension and temper go together. You know, you, you, know, you, you got you to gotta make a commitment. To work with this. How does God help me work 
on my anger. Look at Galatians 5, 22. The fruit of the Spirit is patience. God deals with the root cause of your life. Impatience is, is, a, is a big deal because of your anger. What's the root cause of anger? Here it is, Matthew 12, 35. This is the root cause. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Amen? What, we got to read that again. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. The heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. Not my tongue, but my heart. My heart, my mouth betrays what I really am like on the inside. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. You say, well, I don't, I, I, I don't know why I said that. That's not like me. Yes, it is. It's what's on the inside. You say, according to Scripture, you say what's in your heart. I wrote down this list from Rick Warren. A harsh tongue reveals an angry heart. A negative tongue reveals a fearful heart. A boasting tongue reveals an insecure heart. An overactive tongue, that's just somebody talk too much, reveals an unsettled heart. A guilty tongue or a judgmental tongue reveals a guilty heart. A critical tongue reveals a bitter heart. A filthy tongue reveals an impure heart. An encouraging tongue reveals a happy heart. A gentle tongue reveals a loving heart. A controlled tongue reveals a peaceful heart. Guys, what you and I need is a new heart. But I, the good news is, is that God specializes in heart transplants. He does. I want to tell you today that Jesus can heal your broken heart. He can. Jesus knows about your pain. He knows about every hurt. He knows about every frustration. He knows about every fear. Jesus can replace that insecurity in your heart. I want to go back and read James 1, 19 and 20. As the musicians come, my dear brothers and sisters, always be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry because human anger will never bring about the righteous life that God desires. Write that on a card and memorize it this week. But I want to tell you guys, day as they're coming, the altar's open. I know we got this whole COVID thing going on, but you can still pray. You can still come and pray. If you're, if you're there today and you've got some, some anger in your heart, you've realized today, today told me that I don't have God's love filling my heart. That I've been spewing out some bad things and, and, and I've been angry at a lot of people. I need a change of heart. You can, you can come to the altar if you'd like to today. And, and you can ask God to change your heart. He will. He will. And then be, be quick to, 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 to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry.
do you need a changed heart today? That's our problem. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. You're a good God. You care for our every need. But we got some folks just, just walking around bitter and angry and contagious with it. And I pray today, repent today. Repent today on JT's birthday, August 2nd. 2020 that today would be different it's in christ's name i pray